are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell. Welcome to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell. You can follow me on Twitter at RyanMC23. Joining me as always is Matt Williamson. Find Matt on Twitter at WilliamsonNFL. Matt, how's it going today? Things are great. I just got my first uh, COVID vaccination shot. I'm ready to take on the world. Nice, nice. That's that's a good place to be. Um, also, a good place to be is is having a top three, maybe a top five pick in the NFL draft. We saw a couple of the big pro days going on uh, over the past couple of days, including Ohio State, Alabama. These these guys are on top of the world. I can't wait to see where they land. We we, we hit on that a little bit yesterday, though. So we're yeah. we're taking a different angle today. Uh, we're going to answer some listener questions today, Matt, uh, and we, we got a really good one uh, that that I w- really want to focus most of the show on. This comes from at Adam Hanno on Twitter, and Adam says, uh, maybe more of a segment idea than a listener question. Adam, you're exactly right. That's what we're going <laughs> yeah. to do. He says, there's a lot of talk on Dynasty Pods about the incoming class, obviously, but almost no discussion on which players you can safely cut from your roster particularly 2020 rookies that we drafted in rounds three and four last year who barely produced. I think that's a great idea from Adam. Uh, I I know I'm facing that same situation and and pretty much all dynasty players are as, as we get ready to draft these new rookies, who are you cutting? Right. And, And do you give up on some of these players after just one year? So Matt, I thought we would look back at last year's Superflex. Dynasty rookie ADP, and just make a quick decision about all of those. Essentially, can we cut them, or or should we hang on? Is there hope for the future? Sound it, good? It does, and and I want to commend Adam you know, to reiterate what you said. This is a phenomenal idea, Ryan, and we might have to do this at least once a year, maybe through you know quarterly or so. Go back and look at the previous rookie draft and be like, there's a lot of lessons to learn. I have a feeling. Yeah, just seeing some of these names, it, it it stings a little bit because I know I know I made some of these picks. Um, Adam mentioned the third and fourth round. I'm actually going to start at the uh, towards the end of the second round because I think that's where the decisions uh, need to start being made. And so we're going to base this on uh, let's say 25 player superflex league. So you've got 25 man rosters. Uh, think about what that might look like, Matt. I know you've got a couple of leagues yeah, yeah. that are about that size. Uh, are you are you trying to hang on to these guys? Are you trying to trade them, or are you simply cutting bait? Drafted twenty second overall last year was Jordan Love, of course, the Green Bay Packers quarterback. They draft him in the first round, and I don't think he played a snap all season. Uh, he wasn't even active in most games. Uh, and, and just to just to reiterate, this ADP is coming from actual uh, actual rookie drafts uh, held on my fantasy league throughout the entire offseason, anywhere from May through the beginning of September. So these this is not mock draft data; these are actual drafts that have that take have taken place uh, last year. Jordan Love in a superflex league. Are you holding out hope, or are you cutting bait? Well. You mentioned it's super flex 25 man rosters, and you can get to 25 pretty quick. You know, if you're stashing yep. 
five quarterbacks, three or four tight ends. It doesn't take much math to figure out. You can get 20, 25 pretty quick. I think non-superflex, it's an easy conversation. You move on from love. But superflex, I think you have to keep him. He's a first-round pick. Right. I'm, I'm with you there. I'm, I'm trying to hang on to him. If somebody wants to give me a second rounder for him, though, I think I'm probably taking that. Okay. I think that's fair. It, I mean, it seems like if he'd have got traded this year, it would have happened already. I mean, I don't know. If I were Washington or Chicago or Pittsburgh, I mean, I'd still be kind of kicking the tires and see if you could get him away from Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, kind, kind of surprising, I guess, that there's really been no talk about him at all. No. Um, let's see. Let's take a look. Uh, drafted 23rd overall, so this would be the two uh the 211 pick in in a 12 teamer brian edwards the raiders wide receiver again didn't see much of him dealt with some injuries what are your thoughts on edwards i think he's more of a buy than a cut i mean he may lead the team in receiving maybe not over waller but amongst the wide receivers yeah we, we still don't know who who their wide receiver one is it could be edwards it could be rugs uh it, it could even be john brown who they recently signed uh, and it wouldn't wouldn't surprise me if they took a wide receiver on on the second day of the draft, mm-hmm. uh, who who uh, added to that core. So, just too much unknown there. But I, I agree as well. Hanging on to Edwards, the next three players. So this is the last pick in the second round. First couple picks in the third round. Uh, we don't have any decisions to make here as far as uh, as far as cutting them. But to see these players drafted so late and and know where they are a year later is really kind of kind of surreal. Antonio Gibson, the 212. Wow. Uh, he was the the RB9. Jalen Hurts was the 3.01, the fifth quarterback drafted, and Chase Claypool was the wide receiver 12 and the 3.02 pick. Whew. So, uh three players in a row who who have gained just so much value. I mean, we're we're talking about Antonio Gibson as a second or third rounder in startups. Uh, Jalen Hurts and Chase Claypool would not be far behind that. And they were available late in the second, early in the third round of rookie drafts a year ago. Uh, Let's move on to the 3.03. This is one of Claypool's teammates, Anthony McFarland. I mean, the Pittsburgh backfield, Matt, I don't have to tell you. We just have no idea what's going on. They they signed Kalen Balazs. Like, what is is even happening? (laughs) yeah, so it's it's Balage and Snell and Samuels and McFarland, and and we know none of those guys are, are really any good, right? They're they're still going to draft a rookie, and hopefully that rookie is is really the one that that matters that we should focus on. But what do we do with Anthony McFarland? I think he's a tough one. I mean, Balage doesn't move the needle for me. I thought they might bring back Connor at a very cheap price for this year. But all these moves indicate that I think the Steelers are targeting Harris, ATN, or Javante Williams. I, I think there's a very good chance their first-round pick is a running back. So look at McFarland through that lens. Assume they're going to add a premier rookie. Well, and the problem with McFarland, because there are so many bodies there, uh, even if the starter is is one of these rookies that they add, we're not sure McFarland is the second option. It could be Snell. It could it could, could be even fourth. be Balazs. right? I mean, right. So a lack of a preseason really hurt him last year. They they didn't know <laughs> if he could pass protect. I mean, and he never really got an opportunity. 
Yeah, if you've got to make the decision today, I'm right. I don't mind moving on from Anthony McFarland. Yeah. I will tell you, Jalen Samuels probably is lucky if he makes a team, so don't even worry about it. Yeah. Him. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Uh, next up, another running back, kind of in a similar situation, not quite as crowded of a depth chart. It's Darrington Evans, the Tennessee backup. Uh, after he overcame some injuries earlier in the season, he did uh, ultimately win the the RB2 job and, and started seeing some snaps late in the season. But uh, Derrick Henry is just, just not really coming off the field, uh, even though he's not getting uh, getting too many targets. Evans couldn't even couldn't even come up with that role. Are you, are you hanging on to him? I think so. I mean, I guess it wouldn't shock anybody if they used a fourth round pick on a, a back with better size. I mean, Evans Evans was never a, a Dion Lewis enough, enough of a great receiver, and certainly right. isn't Henry like. I mean, it was kind of an odd pick to begin with. He's a 50-50 one for me, because right now he's number two on a heavy run team with a guy that's had an unprecedented amount of wear and tear on his body. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a fair point. We'll get one more running back in here before the break. Joshua Kelly. So we've got McFarland, Evans, and Kelly all in similar spots. Kelly, of course, behind uh, behind Austin Eckler. And Justin Jackson is there as well to compete with. What do you see with Kelly? I like the player. I mean, this is another one that depends how deep your team is. Shouldn't break your your heart to move on from any of these back, these, these two backs we just mentioned. If you can hold on to him till the last minute, great. I don't ever see him being the guy, though. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it was. I thought it was a bad sign. We talked to Kalen Balaj a moment ago with Pittsburgh. It was a bad sign when late in the season when the Chargers brought Balaj in and he yeah. started earning the carries over uh, over Joshua Kelly. Yeah, that's a good point. Matt, when we come back, we will continue this exercise running through the third and fourth round of last year's. Superflex rookie drafts. Folks, we've been telling you a lot about Built Bar. They're a great friend of the Lock On family. Uh, it's the best tasting protein bar on the market and has been for a while now. They're really growing. Uh, Built Bar is an amazing low cal, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all the bars. Uh, now the time to find out which Built Bar is the best. So it's Built Bar madness going on right now. Uh, there's a different matchup all the time. Every day, go check it out. You can vote and um, you know pick the, the side that you like better. See who ends up winning here in the end in the bracket. But what and you you can find that at builtbar.com or at bar underscore built on Twitter at bar underscore built. Uh, remember to use our promo code locked fifteen locked one five. That gets you fifteen percent off your next order. That's locked fifteen to get fifteen percent off your next order at builtbar.com. And check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best-tasting protein bar. We're covering everything you need to know about Dynasty Fantasy Football, but what about the rest of the sports world? Now the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski, and it's, on, and it's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Follow the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcast. Matt, let's continue here. We are in the middle of the third round. Again, this is taking a look at 2020 Superflex Rookie ADP. 
and, and making some decisions. What do we do with these players? We need to find room for the new rookies we, we have coming in. Um, we're next up 30 overall, middle of the third round. I think this is a pretty easy decision. Cole Komet, he was the tight end one off the board last year, fell all the way to the mid-third round. Uh, Jimmy Graham's still there. They're, I can't believe they've hung on to Jimmy Graham through this uh, this, this early part of the offseason. But I'm still keeping Cole Komet on my roster, certainly. Yeah, I, I mean, I haven't done dynasty tight end ranks in a while, but I would doubt there's 15 ahead of him. So that in itself makes himself pretty valuable. Not a lot of mouths to feed in Chicago. How much longer is Allen Robinson going to be there? Dalton will certainly work the middle of the field. I liked what I saw from the Komet the player last year quite a bit too, especially as the season went on. Next two players, a couple wide receivers that we got some some flashes from last year. Uh, K.J. Hamler was the wide receiver 13 in rookie drafts last year. Van Jefferson, wide receiver 14. They're next on the board. What are your thoughts on those two? I think they're both keepers. I think they both have a lot of potential, a lot of ability. Um, not that the Sean Jackson signing changes my tune much on Jefferson, but I think it's a little bit of a shot across the bow that they might not think he's a top three receiver, at least at the moment. But, I mean, how much longer is Woods going to be a, a highly uh, effective guy? Could Jefferson take that role a year from now? Hamler worries me just because I don't think he's ever going to profile as a high uh, target guy. And he has to be fourth behind Judy Sutton Fant. Yeah, I agree with that. If the choice comes down to these two, if you had to cut one of these, Hamler versus Jefferson. I'd keep Jefferson. Okay, I was going to go the other way. Would you? Uh, yeah, I think I would. Um, but that, Yeah, that's fair. They're, they're probably, realistically, they're probably both... Uh, fourth options for their team. Right. Next up, 33 overall, Jacob Eason, the uh, Colts quarterback, another player uh, I don't believe played a single snap in his rookie year. Uh, Phillip Rivers retires. The Colts make the move for Carson Wentz, who has had his, certainly had his injury, uh, injury troubles over his career. Is that reason enough to keep Eason on your fantasy roster? Maybe in Superflex. I think I, I could see myself regretting it, but I think I would cut Eason, um, you know, if I have to say yes or no. He's probably right. the two this year. What if Wentz gets hurt? He, there is ability. They'll protect him, but he's a fourth-round pick. I mean, you know. Yeah, it's hard to see him as as long term option. Yeah, and with, again, based on twenty five man rosters, I know some of my super flex leagues are thirty man. It's that that becomes a little bit easier, but with, with twenty five, he's he's a tough one to hang on to. Right. I think this is another easy call. Adam Troutman. He was the second tight end drafted in those rookie drafts last year. We're, we're at uh, thirty four overall, so nearing the end of the third round. Uh, with Jared Cook gone and even with Josh Hill gone from New Orleans, it looks like Troutman is set to be the starting tight end there. Right, and I liked him a lot. He was my favorite tight end coming out of the draft last year. I think it's a conversation right now, Troutman versus Kmet. Yeah, I was going to ask you the same thing, yeah. and uh, I, I don't think it's a stretch at all to uh, to prefer Troutman there. Right, I mean, I'll trust the, uh, the Saints coaching staff to scheme up the, the tight end more than the Bears. Let's finish off the third round with a couple of uh, a couple players we didn't see too much from 
throughout their rookie year. Uh, Lynn Bowden, my my guy from Kentucky, starts with the Raiders, gets uh, gets dealt over to Miami. We finally see him at the end of the year, basically playing a, a wide receiver role, even though he was drafted as a running back. And then to end the third round is the Baltimore wide receiver Devin Duvernay. Uh, thoughts on these two guys? I think both of them can get the axe. I mean, I don't dislike either player. Come on, wait a minute. <laughs> I mean, Bowden's fine and all, but when they add Jamar Chase, they're going right. to stop screwing around with gadgety players and run real offense. You know. Yeah, that that is that is fair to say. Um, I mean, Bowden did earn that role, or or kind of had that role fall in his lap, honestly, as as Jakeem Grant and some of these other guys got hurt later in the year. They've already brought in Will Fuller. They're they're clearly looking to upgrade their offense all around is Miami. So uh, it it's pretty easy to see unfortunately Bowden kind of falling down that death chart. We'll see if we'll see if he can emerge. I still like him. I'm hanging on to him, but that's probably those those blue blue tinted glasses I've got. Um let's run through the fourth round really quickly here, Matt. Uh, top of the fourth round, Devin Asiasi, the Patriots tied in. We know the moves Gone. they made to bring in Johnny Smith and Hunter Henry. Asiasi can go. Yep. I think these two, the next two wide receivers, I, I kind of group them together as, as uh, being similar. They're drafted right beside each other. Antonio Gandy-Golden in Washington, Tyler Johnson in Tampa Bay. Gandy-Golden missed a, a lot of time with injury. They have brought in uh, Curtis Samuel and, and Adam Humphreys. Tyler Johnson with Tampa Bay, still a crowded depth chart there. What are you doing with those two? I'm getting rid of them. I mean, they're fine. I don't have any problems with them, but I don't think you're going to lose sleep a year from now. Like, I can't believe I cut Antonio Gandy-Golden and my opponent picked him up, and now he's a great every-week starter. Yeah, kind of, kind of what we did with the other two earlier. If I have to keep one of those, I'm keeping Tyler Johnson. Agreed, especially if Antonio Brown doesn't come back. Yeah, yep, good call. Um, RB14, actually we've got three running backs in a row here. We'll group these guys together. Eno Benjamin uh, with Arizona. Nope. LaMichael P. Ryan with the Jets. Probably not. Uh, who's starting for the Jets at running back? A rookie. Uh, it might be LaMichael P. Ryan. It might and be DJ Dallas. Yeah, not DJ yeah. Dallas and Seattle. Seattle. P. Ryan's the most attractive. I agree. He's he's also the oldest. Uh, looking at these three, uh, Benjamin and Dallas. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm with you. Both can probably go. Maybe you know. Maybe that comes back to bite you, but I doubt it. Uh, Forty three. No, no. Forty three <laughs> overall. It, an interesting player. Flashed a little bit, especially early uh, in his rookie season. Quintez Cephas, the Lions' wide receiver. They have brought in Brashad Perriman. They brought in Tyrell Williams. I don't see you jumping up with excitement on, on that on those moves, Matt. No, but Cephas will play. But I don't right, know that he's exactly. got a high ceiling. You know, I mean, I think he's a good player, a Waldman favorite. You know, I mean, uh, he catches fifty balls this year, though. Yeah, yeah. I'm 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 hanging on to him. Okay, I'll keep P Ryan over him. Just you know. Uh, yeah, I, I would as well. Uh, another tight end, actually a couple more tight ends here. One of them's an easy decision. The other one, not so much. Uh, Alberto with Denver. What are you, what are you doing no. with him? Buried, buried behind Fant. Right, a lot of mouths to feed. Quarterback doesn't you know, excite me. Uh, he wouldn't break my heart to move on from. 
And then 45 overall, again, nearing the, the end of the fourth round here, Dalton Keene, the second Patriots uh-huh. tied in. And just like Devin Asiasi, he can go. Donovan Peoples-Jones, Browns wide receiver. He was the wide receiver 19 drafted last year. What are you doing? I'd like to hang on to him. I mean, I think Odell comes back in in a big way. But Peoples-Jones was pretty good. We knew he was ridiculously talented. Um, Misused at Michigan, which seems to be something is a trend at all positions. Um, Yeah, I like him. I'm not sure. I mean, Higgins returns too. I mean, I'm not sure that they're going to use a pick on a, a receiver. Yeah, I was going to say they, they haven't really made any moves at wide receiver position uh, beyond bringing back Rashad Higgins. So, uh, yeah, a, a path for some playing time for Peoples-Jones, certainly. Last two players in the fourth round. I, th- I think this is – I think both are pretty easy calls. Jake Fromm, uh, Buffalo quarterback, Gone. nearly got himself cut for uh, making some, some comments on Twitter before the season even started. Uh, and then Isaiah Coulter, the – uh, Texans wide receiver didn't didn't get much run at all, and honestly, I just don't want any part of that Texans team right now. He can go. Yeah, there he's. Uh, we won't go through the 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 fifth round here, but just looking at some of the other players that were outside of the top forty eight, uh, just just kind of throw some names at you here, Matt. Gabriel Davis fifty overall. Wow. Harrison Harrison Bryant fifty four. Darnell Mooney fifty nine. Hmm. Uh, Colin Johnson, 64, James Robinson, 68 wow. overall. Yeah. 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 Right behind Jake Luton. And, uh, there's a couple other interesting names here. So, you know, don't, don't throw away those late round picks as you're drafting this year. Uh, you, you may find that next gym, Matt, when we come back, we'll take a couple more listener questions. Bet online's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. You know, football might be over. Well, for now, there's still a draft around the corner and prop bets and all that kind of stuff, too. You know, future bets. But NBA and NHL are in full swing. And we got March Madness still wrapping up here, too. So there's tons going on in the sports world. Uh, bet online even covers reality TV and different TV shows, uh, award shows, all those type of things as well. Uh, they have real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. So head to the website or use your mobile device. That's unbelievably easy uh, to sign up today, and you receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit as long as you use our promo code LOCKED ON, all caps, all one word, LOCKED ON. Uh, Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Are you ready for the NFL Draft? Join Locked On NFL Draft hosts Trevor Sikama and Benjamin Solak as they give you their latest positional rankings and analysis on 2021 draft prospects with team-centric mock drafts right around the corner. Follow the Locked On NFL Draft podcast on the Radio.com app or wherever you get your podcast. Matt, let's finish off today with some rapid-fire listener questions. First one comes from... In Virgilio 26, is it time to cut my losses with Rashad Penny? Uh, we we thought this might be Penny's chance with Chris Carson as a free agent. Instead, the Seahawks retain and, and, and bring, bra- bring back Chris Carson. Uh, we talked about DJ Dallas. He's still there. I'm, I'm not dropping Rashad Penny quite yet in, in most league formats, but I would certainly – take a trade 
take just about any trade offer I got for him, right? Yeah, I think he's like right below that tier of fourth rounders we were talking about that are pretty easy cuts. And, you know, give him one last chance. I didn't love him coming out of school, but they did reinforce their line, and Carson's taking a beating. He could get opportunity. Yeah, I mean, he's he's still going to be that too, and we know they want to build around the run. So, yeah, I'm hanging. I'm not cutting him, but I'd take a late second for him. I'd take yes. I'd, I'd, I'd take probably an early third for him in this year's class. Yeah, it's kind of where we are. Uh, next question from at Burner Dynasty. In a 10-team, two tight end, 1.25 tight end premium, where in a rookie draft would you take Pitts, Fryermuth, and Brevin Jordan? So we're talking about kind of a double tight end premium here, Matt. Not only do they get the 1.25 PPR, but you also have to start two every week. Uh, that is balanced out a little bit by the fact that there's only 10 teams. Uh, but these these tight ends oh, yeah. are going to be hot assets for sure. Uh, I mean, Kyle Pitts, how, how early could you go with Kyle Pitts? Uh, he did not mention if this is a super flex league, but uh, comparing him to just the the running backs and wide receivers, when you have to start two every week, how, how high are you going? See, I haven't done much in the way of rookie ranks, but for a traditional non-super flex, you know, Joe Blow boring league, I own the one five in three different leagues and I think I'm going to take Pitts there unless one of the top three backs or Jamar Chase is available. I'm taking him over the Bama receivers, whoever RB4 is, of course, any of the quarterbacks. So I don't know, you know, what's the translation to these rules? Does that mean he's 1-1? I mean, I've seen some people call him 1-1 in, in kind of a, a more – standard uh, type league as far as scoring goes and lineups. So uh, I'm sure a lot of people would consider him the 101 when you have to start two tight ends. Uh, I'm, I'm still not there. Uh, I'm kind of more in line with you. I I might, I'd probably take him over uh, Javante Williams, who we expect to be the RB three. So maybe I'm taking him as high as, as high as four. I could see that certainly. Um, But again, I I think not much lower though. Right, I think in that league you're you might you might have some people taking him at, at one or, or certainly two. Uh, Fryermuth and Jordan, we're looking at those guys in in a again a, a kind of a standard league, typical PPR league as as late second or early third rounders. I think you can bump that by at least half a round, uh, maybe right, even get them into the early second round, especially Fryermuth. So. Uh, yeah, that's that that double premium for tight ends is uh, is really a game changer. And with those two landing spots, obviously super important. Sure, sure. Uh, I'm I'm starting to see a little more separation. It seems like throughout this uh, draft process, we've all kind of grouped and, and ranked Fryermuth and Jordan just back to back. You know, once you take Fryermuth, then then Jordan's next if you're doing a mock. Uh, but I'm starting to see a gap in, in both mock drafts, uh, both Dynasty and NFL mock drafts. So I, I think we'll see Fryermuth as that early second rounder in the NFL, and and Brevin Jordan, you know, potentially could fall to the the third round. Yeah, even. I think he will. Last question today comes from at uh, V Santos on Twitter. Uh, he says, "I got an offer for Deshaun Watson in a super flex league, Baker Mayfield, a mid 2022 first rounder." 
and Ronald Jones, should I take it? Matt, we're going to talk quite a bit more about Deshaun Watson next week. It's been a topic that we've kind of been trying to avoid, honestly. Yeah, Yeah, certainly. It's it's not going to be a fun one for many reasons. We're going to hit on that more next week. But uh, face value, what are you doing on this trade? Watson, you get Baker, a first, and Rojo. I don't care much about the Rojo factor, to be very honest. Right. And such a big deal like this. I'll take the Watson side. I mean, I don't mean to sound uh, non-PC or I don't know how you even say it, but... Yeah, callous. Yeah, I mean, if we're just talking about super flex. I mean, and if you don't want him on your team, I don't have any problem with that. I'm just talking about scoring fantasy points for the next 10 years. My hunch is Deshaun Watson's going to be quarterbacking somewhere, even if it's a year from now. And that's fantasy gold. Yeah, that makes sense. As I said, we will get into that quite a bit more next week. We continue to get more information on on that story, and I know it's a it's at the front of the minds for dynasty players, especially in those super flex leagues. So we'll we'll try to come up with some answers for you um, in the coming days here. For now, though, that is it for today's show. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcast, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Remember to follow the show at Locked On Dynasty. Follow Matt at Williamson NFL, and I'm Ryan MC23. We'll be back next time with more Locked On Dynasty.